This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangent. Oh, we were doing so well. <laughs> Four and a half seconds. Tangents. We are just as good at our tangents. Well, it's really not about being good. It's just like we have as much tangents as we have tips. This week, I wanted to do a solo podcast episode about your questions that you asked on Instagram. But then I was thinking, I'm usually the one that always picks the questions, like I'm the one sifting through and going through them. I actually don't know really what the best questions are. I pick the ones that are interesting to me, but this time I want my friend Tony to pick them. You, you think I'm gonna pick out better questions than you could? Well, I just think that you might pick ones that I wouldn't think about answering mm -hmm. because you might be interested. So um, it, it's kind of like really how good of a friend are you? Because okay. how much do you want to learn about your friend, Megan? You know? I've made a mistake. <laughs> I've created a monster. Nobody wants to see marshmallows. I'm shady. I'm chopped liver. All right. That's so. what everybody really wants. That's the question. Can you rap for us, please? <laughs> Can Listen, we do that? I rapped a ton in my life. Did I ever tell you that I like made comedy rap songs? I remember. And I remember you telling me. No, I will say this. This is like a half a compliment, half not a compliment. I remember you saying that and being like, this is a bad idea. And we, then hearing it and being like, that wasn't so bad. So you heard it. I heard it. I it was called My Battery. What? It was called my battery. But I remember when you were like, I'm going to write a rap. And I was like, oh, no, this, no. Is, how, this is how it ends. <laughs> this is how what ends our friendship or like <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> you being able to show your face in public. But what if I was like really good at rap? Nobody's good at rapping. What are you talking Nobody's about? Nobody's good at rapping. Everybody thinks they're good at it. There's like four people in the world that are good at rapping. Then everybody else is bad. How? <sighs> I have so much to unpack right now. <laughs> no, it's, it, when, when my solo pod happens, that's, <laughs> that's when we'll do that. Nobody asked for, for my takes on rap. Okay, so I'm handing Tony the phone. Okay. And I have not looked at any of these. So you can scroll through. Can I show you the first one I saw? No. Yes. My boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God. He asked, why am I so amazing? <laughs> Don't tell them that. Okay, I tell them everything. All right. A lot of these aren't questions. You're gonna, it's gonna, we're going to have to edit out some here. Yeah. So just keep looking until something jumps out and you go, oh, yeah, I would like to know that. Or uh, I've never really thought about this before. The first one that's actually a question is <laughs> favorite indulgent meal. 
favorite indulgent meal. Oh my God. Like if I was like, I, if I did something like incredible that day and I was like, I deserve it. Like I want to treat myself, which actually though that like technology, like terminology, nomenclature, like those sayings are rooted in diet culture. And I didn't realize that. Like when you say like, I deserve this meal or like, I'm going to treat myself because I was good. And then, or if you eat like an Oreo and you're on a diet and you're like, I was bad today. Like that's actually really backwards. And it's not helping anyone because you start to equate your worth with, with what you can eat. It's like, what? Like, I mean, it took me forever to like think about diet culture like that, but because it's so ingrained, it's a $72 billion industry. Like people are spending money to make us feel bad about ourselves and insecure so that we buy their products. That's not okay. Do you know that? That makes sense. When you first said that, I was like, how, what, really? And then that makes sense. I've always, I've never felt like uh, treat yourself sounded right. It never really? sounded like, like I, I know how it's being said and what it means, but it's never, it always seems like, why? Like, why are you? Yeah. Because I, like, earn, are you, I earned yeah, like you, food. Yeah. How does that value system work? Yeah. You know, that, it, it's always seemed kind of odd to me. That's good. That, that means like your intuition or like your insides knew something that that was wrong. For me, I was taught that from a young age. Like it just every fashion magazine, every movie star, like every everything was like, you got to be skinny. And like downloading my fitness pal and, and chronometer. And like I, I hopped from thing to thing. It was it was calorie counting. I did the lemonade diet. I did an egg fast. I did paleo, keto. I've done everything that there is to do. I've done a juice cleanse. Like there's nothing I haven't done. I remember like a, a one that I never heard of that you did. And I think it was the egg fast. I think you and Amanda had told me about the egg fast. The egg fast is wild. And the thing is like, I learned about it because when I started doing CrossFit, they get you to do paleo because the whole gym does paleo. But then like the, the elite ones do keto and they're like, oh my God, it's so hard. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll show you. I can do hard. Because you're elite. Yeah, I'm elite. <laughs> And so I, I did keto and then I was like, oh, I was starting to see such good results. And like from being, you know, not nice to my body and my body image for so long with like body dysmorphia and, and orthorexia, which is like the obsession of being healthy. So I would, I would hide everything under like being healthy. I remember telling my therapist that I was going to be vegan but um, I was only going to eat like specific things or whatever and like measuring my my food and I ate 13 almonds. It was all very like so intense. Um, and my therapist was like, we should keep a close eye on this. Like, why are you why are you going vegan? And I like said all the reasons. And then it was just like this doesn't like I'm, I feel like I'm justifying why I want to eat like this. And like there are so many like variables of why I wanted to do it at the time from the animals to the environment. Like all of it was like, yes, into it. But it was just like underneath all of that, the real reason is because I thought that it would be an easier way for me to just loot, like be quote unquote healthy and lose weight. Anyway, what's the first question? <laughs> what's your favorite indulgent meal? Uh, whatever I feel like in the time, like it changes all the time. I don't have one that I'm like, that's off limits now, which is so crazy for me to say. Like I worked one year in learning how to intuitive eat. Like I did a workbook on it. I, I like listened to a ton of audiobooks. There's one called the fuck it diet, which I really love. And it retrained my brain how to think about food. I remember I was in Vermont and 
this was before I shot the Netflix show. It was like, um, I had a quarantine there for two weeks because it was right when the, the pandemic has hit, has hit and we everyone was on lockdown. So, I mean, it's still like that kind of in, in some places, but this was in Vermont. So I go there for two, two weeks and I remember eating like a huge ass, like bulk thing of tofu. And it was just like, I was so like, it. I was eating, but like, was I? It was it was really crazy. Um, and so I remember buying this book and then, um, I would do like a three mile walk to the, to the market in town. And then I would walk three miles back and it was a lot. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to walk. I'm like, I walked so much and I liked it because I was getting good results. But then, um, in, when I was in Vermont, then, uh Oh, I'm losing it. No, it's coming back and it's now. Okay. So when the, the fuck it diet book that I was listening to, one of the um, exercises was like, go out and eat your fear food. Like when you're on a diet or you eat really healthily, or if you have, um, an eating disorder, then you have like a food that you're afraid of that you just cannot eat because maybe if you're a stricter, like I was, I would, it would just like, I can't eat, I could never eat that. But, or if you're a binger, it's like, I can't eat that. Cause I'll eat all of it. Like it would just, it's like a food that is off limits for you because you put that in your mind. Um, mine would be like, like ice cream or like a something super fried, like fried chicken or something. I don't know. Um, or like ice cream for sure. Cause it's all sugar, but they were like, okay, today's like challenge and, and exercise and homework is for you to eat your fear food today. You're going to eat it, but you're not going to eat all of it. You're going to eat it and you're going to taste it like for everything that it tastes and like, enjoy it, enjoy every bite, taste every bite. And once you start to think like, now I'm just eating it versus, oh my God, this is so good. Like when the bites start to have like the law of diminishing return, they're not as good as that first bite. That's when your brain is telling you that you've had enough of it and you don't, you know, it's not, it's no longer satiating you. So that's kind of the first time moment where you go like, okay, am I done with this? And then you can throw it away or, you know, give it to somebody else, but like, you don't have to finish eating it. I have so much to say on this. That's interesting though. I like that. Um, it makes sense that like when you get into it, when you were getting into new diets, there was so much like stuff to learn about each one. Mm -hmm. But that's probably kind of how they get somebody like you on those things. Yeah. Because you love like- Puzzles and, and you, rules. You love, and you love like the, the new, the, the, the new thing you get to learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like for each one, for even like the egg fast diet, uh, you got to learn about the egg fast diet. Yeah. And you know, whatever you're reading, it's, um, it's not like there's going to be a big anti it. So that's probably how they get you in. Because if you have a bizarre thing, like especially keto, when it first started, there's not going to be any like counter to the keto. So everything you read, oh, like, yeah. this is why keto is great. And sorry, am I yelling? Totally. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. And, and everyone is like so like sh bright and shiny and new. Yeah. And it is, you go from one to one to one because it never lasts. Because once you're dieting, you're changing how you actually want to inherently eat. And so your body is confused because you're suppressing the hunger cues. You don't know what you actually crave. You're just like, oh, I can only eat numbers, like okay. calories and, and macros, you know? It's, it's wild because we retrain our brain to not listen to our body. And that's why diets are so horrible. Oh my God. Literally this episode <laughs> might just be about diets. <laughs> yeah. um, should I? Yes. Uh, okay. Let's add oh, the, the indulgent meal, whatever I want at the time I want it. Yeah, that was great. You, I feel like you did a great job with that. <laughs> um, should I be saying the person who I don't think so. Question? Let's keep it anonymous. Okay. Um, okay. We're going to move on to the next one that I liked. 
Uh, best and worst home purchases. Oh, that's such a good one. <gasps> See, this is so much more fun when I don't know the questions. My issue finding the questions is like literally 85% of them aren't questions. It's just a comment. <laughs> so I got to find the questions. <laughs> okay, best home purchase. Oh, man. Be okay, let's go with the worst home purchase. It was a couch. I hated it. I swear to God, I thought you were about to say it was a cat. And I was like, <laughs> he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> They're both the best. <laughs> okay. Um, I got, yeah, I got this couch from, I don't even know where. I was at one of the vacation rentals when I was shooting my show. And I, I sat on this like really beautiful ivory, very minimal modular couch. And I was like, oh, I need this one right now. And I couldn't find the tag on it. So I just like Googled something that was similar, found something and it was like cheap for a couch kind of, but not really. But I thought for the quality that I was getting that it would be worth it. Um, absolutely horrendous. The minute that it came in, I was already confused. You remember this couch? Yes. It's so fugly. <laughs> I am pissed about it still. We both saw it and then immediately we were like, it's gonna get so messy. It was iceberg white. And then it, it sat in an area of the house where there was no traffic. Like the cats do not hang out where it sat for a while. And it got so messy, just like just being, being a, a, a the whitest couch <laughs> in the history of couches. It was so white, I was so pissed. I ended up sending half, or not sending, I tried to, um, I tried to return it, but then they're like, okay, returning it would be $300. I'm like, excuse me? I remember when it came, it was so much smaller than you thought it was going to yeah. be. And it, it, it seemed like a Zoolander thing. Like, is, this, <laughs> is this a couch for ants? It was so horrific. It, it, it seemed like a couch that was made for like a three-fourths room. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like it was just, it wasn't like super miniature, but it was still like, what, who would, where would this go? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, it was just the most bizarre everything. And I hated it so much, but I am going to bring the other half that I didn't sell. Um, to a project I'm working on. And I'm going to reupholster it. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do it outside. So it's I'm going to like reupholster it in something that I think there's like a, a brand specifically made for outdoor materials. I mean, there's a bunch of brands, but I think there's one that I can get. And um, if you spray something with Scotchgard, it's almost like this aerosol can that um, waterproofs anything. So if you want to put it out in, outside or if you want it to be, um, well, I guess just like to any of the elements, whether it's water or sun, heat, wind, whatever, um, Scotchgard is a really cool product. That's cool. Oh, and so that's, we're just learning. We're just learning stuff. So that's the best, or that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm excited for the best. I don't think I know what you I don't know best. if I would know what the best is, honestly. <gasps> I have two. They're have both from one, the same designer. So that I'll one, say his name. I have one that came to mind, one, something that you bought that I loved, and I want to know where it stands on your list. Tell, what is it? The mirror. What mirror? The, the Oh, the, the Rococo one in the living room, the yes. gold one? I just remember when it came, I was like, that's that's that shit. <laughs> that that one is a grown ass purchase. Like when I look at it, I go, oh, this is a woman. <laughs> I like it. It's one of my favorites, but probably not my top two. I remember the day it came was the day we got in a car crash. And I remember I was in the worst mood when we got back, but we walked in and I saw the mirror and I was like, it's a nice mirror. So even when I was like miserable, like even when I was in a terrible mood, I was still just like, look at the mirror though. It's a great mirror. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, what's the mirror in Harry Potter called? The Mirror of Erised. Oh. Or well, I think it's Erised. I don't know. I haven't read the book since I was a child. <laughs> Audiobooks, nonstop. Though. Nonstop. So that's our Mirror of Erised. 
So my favorite purchases are the, I have like a Burlwood stool, um, pedestal type of uh, column. It's beautiful. It's from the 1950s. It's by a designer named Milo Boffman, who is actually the same guy that designed the three stools that I have at my kitchen counter now. They're like this polished brass with walnut detail in this like camel leather. It is so cozy that those are from the 1980s. I was here when those, how do you not tell me that? I didn't tell you that? You didn't tell me that they had that connection. That's great. Yeah, they're by the same designer. And they kind of live close to each other in the house. Yeah, that's so sweet. Friends. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe that's like collectors, art collectors or furniture collectors. Maybe they're just trying to get the families back together. That's sweet. <laughs> I just, I love the idea of an art collector that ca- uh, collects furniture. But from the same designer. That's, that, that's, that's cool. Oh my God, if my entire house was designed by Milo Boffman coming through Megan Batune, <gasps> MB, oh my God, I am the second coming of Milo Boffman. <laughs> He's gonna get a restraining order. <laughs> From the grave? I didn't know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, go on. Um, <laughs> next question? Yeah. Okay. Um, worst escape room experience? Oh, man. I mean, I think any of the ones that have live actors that are like, like chasing you. What is that? Like it's a, it sometimes dude, they're like enclosed Halloween horror nights. And I hate no, them. I didn't know that. If I went to one, I knew I wouldn't know that was a thing that could happen. What kind of? <laughs> Elaborate escape rooms? Are you going to? There's pe- there's people they hire. Yes, as actors. Yes. Oh my god. And they're there to scare you sometimes. But yeah, usually they're they're never nice. I didn't. It literally is like Halloween that. horror nights. Well, I the, love Halloween horror nights, but 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 do you like being scared? Well, if someone explained to me that there was a human in the room with me, why ain't he out here? Like, show yourself, bro. <laughs> You're hiding in the wall until I like f- solve a riddle. <laughs> What are you doing? Did you? This is what you came to LA for? Stop! I'm mis. I'm. I'm. I would be so mad. You would be mad just because you didn't know it was gonna yes, happen. Yes, they told me he was there, I would like you know ask him if he needed a refreshment. You know, is he staying hydrated in there? Because I'm not solving that. He's never coming out. Yeah, but he's not. He's gonna, in there for ninety minutes. He's not gonna play with you. He's not gonna like I'm break sure. his character. He has to okay. do. <laughs> he's really focused. Yeah, because he's gonna be like, oh, so. That's but he's a- method. He's method. I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's a job. It's his process. I'm no. I don't like him hiding in the wall. I need him to make himself show himself, introduce himself. What? What? Are you, ugh. 
they do introduce yourself. They're like, he's like, he's like just want to let you guys know I was in here. No, that he like they, he jumps out, claps and, at you, dude. I did one where and it's, scene. they they walked us in one by one with bags on our heads and locked us in separate rooms, and we had to figure out how to get out of our singular rooms while we had our heads tunes. That's wrapped. Ki- that's kidnapping and assault. <laughs> yeah, I actually do think I had a panic attack, and I asked for a refund, and they didn't give it to me. <laughs> Next cue. What's your favorite country that you have visited? Oh, hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I really liked Japan and uh, Bali. Really liked a place called Changu in Bali. It was like Los Angeles of Asia. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, they had like a really artsy scene. We visited some like really cool clothing shops. Um, Finland. Did I say Finland? Finland, Bali, and honestly, the Bahamas is so fun. When I grew up in Florida, I went to the Bahamas uh, frequently enough, like on family vacations or friend vacations or whatnot. And I always went to the same places or like when I was my first boyfriend out here, we went to, um, what's like the the big one called over there in the Bahamas? Ever- Atlantis. Atlantis. Big yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've been like on cruises and to Atlantis and it was like, okay, this is cool and beautiful for sure. But I didn't realize that like that there is an actual culture there because I've only went to like the tourist destinations. And I think that's what on the show I've, I've learned is like go far from the tourist destinations or at least two hours from it. The end. I got to, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people asking about season two of <gasps> Vacation Rentals. That's fun. Hmm. Hmm. That is so fun. I wonder like what's going to happen after this. You know, like this is my first time on TV. I don't really know what's going to happen after this. Obviously, I want to do interior design. And does that mean I have like my own interior design show? <sighs> but I don't know because I don't, I don't think I would be cut out for like HGTV. I think it would have to be Netflix. Okay, he's laughing at another question that's probably more interesting than this. What is no, it? No, no, I'm loving this. What? No, let me hear it. Don't respond to me looking for questions. You're supposed to be responding to the question. I am responding to the question. I um, I think there should be a show, an interior design show. I feel like the way I'm saying it sounds like you have something planned. <laughs> and I, I don't. Like, right now I have nothing um, <laughs> down the pipeline. <laughs> when you told me that, that that was something you wanted to do, I thought it was good because I think you're a host. I think I do have that skill set. When I was like, planning my life and I plan my life like every single year and I'm planning my life of going like what am I gonna do after this um because I know that I don't want to be online forever you know like video online I think podcasting I could probably do for quite a long like more longevity because when I you get older it's just you know easier to sit and so I think that when I stop doing YouTube videos I would like to be on TV I want it because my favorite thing to do is interior design. But I think the thing that I'm best at right now, aside from like my visuals, is being on camera. And I think there's a lot of people on camera that could never design. And I think there's a ton of designers that could never be on camera. And I think since I cross in that Venn diagram pool, that that is the smartest thing to do with the skill sets that I've developed over the past 10 years. I think that that's the, like, if I were to, put my life on like a piece of paper, it would be like, oh, that's the most obvious answer that I'm the most qualified to do. So that is the goal. <laughs> and let's hope there's a season two of Most Amazing. Yeah, let's hope. There's just not very many questions. Are you serious? Um, but Not questions that like, 
Hmm. No way. You've been scrolling this whole time. Uh, or they're just not questions that you like. Just There's a lot of like questions that are like questions that like aren't things to expand on. Like, oh. like, did you go to the Philippines in season two? Like, did, oh. you know what I mean? There's a lot of funniest moment with Luis filming. Like, I feel like that's, that's very specific. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Um, okay, so a lot of them are show-based? A lot of them are show-based. A lot of, just, I mean, every like se- sixth or seventh one is, will there be a season two of World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals? Um, okay, funniest moment, oh wait, what? I like this because I've been, um, Trying to get you to go to that place. Well, you've been trying to go to that place. The uh, favorite Filipino food. <gasps> My favorite Filipino food. I, I mean, I've got a couple like go-tos. Chicken adobo, pork sisig, um, lumpia, pancit. But the one I want to go to with you in Los Angeles, big boy Filipino. Uh, I want to go so bad. It's just so far. It is so far from us, but I found it on Instagram and it looks so good. If we go now, we'll get there before the next episode. <laughs> I I do really, really, really want to try it because I just, it, it make, you know what? I feel like I'm getting more in touch with my younger side, the older I get in so many different ways. Like I, when I was younger, my dad is an architect. And when I was younger, I didn't really know what that meant. I know that he does like designed houses kind of, I knew he drew a ton and he used this like very this pen that was like blue and then towards the the tip of it, it had like, it looked like a maze, but it was just like really um, pressed together pieces of plastic. I don't know if anyone knows what this pen is. Like you have a, the perfect visual, but it's got this like ball pen and it's really, really fine tip. And it was always royal blue. And I would go into his condo and he had a square wood table next to his um, dining room or like in his dining room, but around, he had some dining chairs and a a Picasso painting. Um, not a real one. (laughs) You're like, damn. Okay. (laughs) Like who is my dad? This architect that has original paintings. (laughs) He had a, or I don't, I don't, it wasn't Picasso. It was Van Gogh. The Picasso was down the, the, the hallway. Again, the print. Okay. Thank you for, thank you for, (laughs) but under, um, the, I think it's called like cafe parrot, Paris Cafe, Cafe Paris, Paris at Night, something like that. But it was um, this photo and then on the table, you couldn't even see the wood. The table was made of wood. Couldn't even see it because the blueprints were like hanging out like a tablecloth. Like it was everywhere. And I never understood what his job was. And I, he would always have like a T-square and he would always have drafting material everywhere and like the coolest pencils. And I was, I never got how cool that was until I started doing interiors. And then I feel so much closer to my dad because like working with interiors, it's like, there's a lot that overlaps with construction. And he has to know all the codes when you're designing a building, like from the actual part that's like being built. And it's just so interesting that like, when I'm drafting, I think of my dad. And that's so cool because I'll always have that. You know, every time I do that, I'll think of him. And that's so sweet to me because it like strengthens the relationship. That and also brings me back to my youth. It's cool. That is cool. It's super cool. Next cue. I'm looking, I'm looking. Also saying like, whenever I get certified as an interior designer, as of right now, I'm in school. So I'm just a, uh, an aspiring student. And the when I can call myself an interior designer and be like, I'm an interior designer born of an architect. Like, that's just such a fun story. That is cool. You're like yeah. staying in the family business. Yeah, 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 totally. 
But I do wish that like I knew what it was when I was younger. I feel like I'm 30 now and I just found out like what I really, really, really want to do. Because before like I was doing entertainment and I liked doing that, but it, it didn't like fulfill my soul like this. And with dancing, it I mean, we've already had this discussion too on the previous episode that I, I did called... Um, why I don't dance. Like it, it fulfilled me in a creative sense, kind of, but it was so brainy and mathematical. It was never like passion. Like I, when they're like, dance your heart out, it's like, what? No, I'll dance my brain out. Cause it's so, it's so cerebral to me. It's, there's no like, I'm not putting my passion and heart and feelings into it. I'm putting my brain. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because like musicality and the choreography and wordplay, that's all brain games. I think when you told that story, I was also like, I thought that was super interesting then too, that it's more of like a, for me, it's more of a, um, like you're, it's an art, but you're not doing it like it's an art. You're doing it like it's an equation. Like it's like, like it's a, um, like you're a technician, not an artist, which is like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so I feel like with interiors, I feel like much more of an artist and I've always been an artist, you know, doing different artistic endeavors, but like this, I feel the most, I feel just, it's, it's crazy. It feels so exciting and I want to do it all the time. It's working my brain and my creativity and my heart and like what I think is beautiful about the world and it's feeling based. And it's just, it's wild that like the more that I do it and the more I learn, I can see myself growing. And I like that. You've always been a designer. What was the thing that made you go interiors is what I like? Was Mm. it just when you started working on your own home or? I don't know. I think it's maybe because you live in these spaces. Mm -hmm. So if you design something and you think it's beautiful and pretty and it does something for your soul and your, your mood, that's magic. Is it not? That's cool. It's you're doing visual magic. You're making yourself subconsciously feel a specific way based off the choices that you make to put in front of your eyes when you wake up and before you go to sleep. How is this not the most important thing to everyone? Did you, but did you figure that out? Like, I always love the moments of things. Like Mm. I always talk about how like, that's the moment I was like, I knew I was happy in that moment. Oh yeah. yeah, Was there like a moment where that like clicked that, that it's a design interior design has an emotional reaction. I wish I knew. I don't think it was ever like a snap thing, but I, yeah, it's, I can speak so differently about it now though, the more that I learn about it, which is crazy. And the thing is when I got hired for this show, I didn't know what the show was. Like the show kind of like finds itself Mm -hmm. as you're filming it. And so towards the end, we, we felt like we got it. We, We knew, everyone knew their role. Everyone knew what we were doing and everyone knew kind of like, the, the jig, we knew how to do it. And so I think like the more that I did that show, the w- more one I learned about design, but traveling and seeing so much opened my mind and my eyes up to so many different influences. And when I read that in books, I'm always like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, did it really change you that much? Mm-hmm. But it did because all I had been exposed to before was everything on TV and everything on TV with like HGTV and and a lot of the stuff on Netflix. It's very like for everyone. It's mass appeal because people need to be appealed on a massive scale, right? (laughs) Like if you're selling things on commercials, like that's the reason (laughs) it always comes back to capitalism. But seriously, (laughs) there's no like in crazy, like eccentric designers or doing anything that really pushes the boundaries on TV because I don't think it would work. And so it's really interesting that like, I want to be someone that 
can be in both pools and bridge the gap of going, it's not all about shiplap. It's not all about everything that you see on, on uh, Pinterest and TV, because those were my influences. And I didn't find myself until I got out of those influences, you know? So I'm, I'm just hoping that like, whatever my role is, um, I can help people expand their minds visually. That would be the coolest thing. It was fun watching the show and watching you guys uh, kind of figure out what the show was. Mm. And you can tell when you're more comfortable and it's fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Um, I don't know if this is a good question, but multiple people have asked of it and I've never heard what it is. Oh. So um, do you know, I might pronounce this wrong, sorry. Do you know your Enneagram? Enneagram. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? How do you say it? I call it an Enneagram. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so that is a test that you take. It's, we took it, I think. We took a personality test when you first moved oh, that's here. that's what it was? Yes. Oh my it was either that or, yeah, I think it was the anagram. Um, I think, I don't, I took a photo actually. I think I'm like a three, I think I'm a three. I don't know, I wish I could tell you more. This person said, I bet you're a one. I have no idea if that's a compliment <gasps> or like Let's a- look it up, because I'm now actually so interested. Um, Enneagram scale types. Okay. So type descriptions here. Let's do put a sorting hat on us. We're not going to take the test, but I'm going to read out the, the nine types and we'll decide which one you are and which one I am. Okay. Okay. So the nine anagram type descriptions, one, the reformer, the rational idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled and perfectionistic. Sounds kind of like me. But I don't, I think I'm a little more neurotic than that. <laughs> that person seems like, like the rational part. I don't know how rational. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm um, purposeful and perfectionistic, but I don't have self-control. There's a lot of no self-control. I, what are you talking, what is your face doing? <laughs> I don't have self-control. I, I think if you're someone with a lot of self-control, that's, that's. No, self-control, like I'm so impulsive. That's oh, okay. the opposite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought I think thought of it more as like discipline related. Oh, oh yeah. I'm disciplined, disciplined yeah, but yeah, not yeah. self-controlled. So two is the helper, the caring You're out of control. Interpersonal type, demonstrative, right? That's how you say that word. Yeah, I don't know what it means. <laughs> Gen the wrong guy for the Generous, people pleasing, and possessive. I'm some of those, but I'm not I hope I'm not possessive. I'm not possessive. Definitely people-pleasing and generous. Um, the Achiever is three, which is what I think I am. The success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. That's probably the most me so far. Success-oriented, there's nothing more me. That's literally my whole thing. Like, my crux I, I, is that. Success-oriented, like, I think you're more like process oriented. Than <gasps> well, like, that would be awesome. That's what you're supposed to be. I don't think so. Well, I'm, like, I'm trying to get there. So that's okay, good. Yeah. I, I don't know how to word what I'm saying, but I, yeah, I guess so. Well, it's, that's, the, is that, that's three you said? Yeah. That three. is the closest I think so far. The reason I say that is because I've been like uncovering that in therapy for so long of like okay. the reason why I feel like I'm so um, like results oriented is because when I was younger, Everyone, like everyone in my family had such high expectations that my sister and I had to be excellent results to get. Results oriented sounds better than success oriented. Oh. I think. I think oh like, yeah, that's, I guess that's how I think. It's more what you choose to get done. Not Cause like success, I think of that as someone who's like chasing, like almost like chasing popularity. Oh, or I like, see. Well, it could be, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a success, Yeah, it doesn't have to okay. be, yeah. 
I don't think it needs to be like money or fame or status. It could be love or attention. You know, I'm like, I'm competing for these things yes. with, from my parents, you know, cause everyone had straight A's and that was the norm. But if you got something on top of that, then you got, you got some love. If I got straight A's, my mom would be like, you cheated. What is this? <laughs> also one in three are the most accurate so far. Okay, four, the okay. individualist, the sensitive withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed and temperamental. Oh no. oh no. That's you? Well, so far that's probably the closest to me. Really? I'm definitely, people say I'm reserved. But that, so that's not expressive. That's the opposite of expressive. Oh, okay. Well, let's keep going. I'm okay. sure we're not all of the ones that yeah, we are, you're but a one, the one three so far. I'm a one three, and then you're a four. Okay. And everybody listening, trying to dis discover what you are. Uh, you can take the test, obviously, but we don't. We're not going to. You're not allowed. To take <laughs> we're just going to self-diagnose ourselves <laughs> with just a, a byline. Everybody always loves that. Perceptive, innovative, secretive, isolated. You might be a five. I'm like half a five. I'm not secretive. Well, maybe I am. Well, I mean, there's always one that we're not so far, you know? Yeah, yeah, But yeah, the rest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, six, the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, suspicious. That's you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I am suspicious. And responsible. <laughs> I am? Yeah. My mom wouldn't agree, but thank you. <laughs> Seven, the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type. Spontaneous, versatile, distractible, scattered. Oh, that's kind of me too. That's kind of me. I'm, I'm definitely scattered. I'm definitely scattered. My friend the other day called me scattered and he wasn't even like a that close of a friend. <laughs> now he's even farther away. He was like, I would call you scattered. And I want to know who. That's, I'm excited to hear the, excited to hear the end of this. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm definitely that. But I guess I'm not um, busy or fun loving. I mean, um, I am busy. I'm not fun loving. Hey, hates I, fun. I love fun, hates but fun. the way that they're like describing it, like spontaneous fun. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not spontaneous, okay. except for like what I want to eat. And who's spontaneous? We're, you know, people are spontaneous. I'm, people will literally be like, I'm going to pack children. a suitcase and go. Children. No, a lot of. That's like a 21 year old that just watched Garden State thing. <laughs> like that's who spun, packs a bag and leaves. Like, <laughs> yeah, someone that just read Eat, Pray, Love. You got to feed the cats, kid. <laughs> Eight, the challenger. The powerful, dominating type. Self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. I know who you're <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Seven, the peacemaker. The easygoing, self-effacing type. Receptive, reassuring, agreeable, complacent. That's me. That's you? That's me. I'm so you're, complacent. you're a peacemaker and I am the achiever, I think. That was fun. Yeah, now just imagine taking the test, even more fun. You learn so much about yourself when you do those. That's why I like them a ton. Because then you can like, the way that you work on something is admitting you have a problem first. <laughs> it's not a problem. But the more you know about yourself, the more that you can tweak things to make it work for you. You know, that's I, I remember when we took that personality test last year, I was like, I'll do it fine. And then like, I did not like what it said because it was way too good. It was way too spot on. We did the one where we paid for it. Did we? <laughs> it was like $16. Oh my God. So funny. <laughs> it hit way too close to home. Like I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then it was not fun. For it me. wasn't, but that's good. It was like fun that it wasn't fun. Yeah. I mean, you still have it on download on your computer somewhere because we paid for it. So I'm okay. sure like go back anytime you want. <laughs> how do you feel? Like, how, do, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm going to, do a quick break here so we have a break 
Okay. Well, we have to have a break. There's. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Is there any more? Not really. Are you serious? Go, you want to go through them and see if there's ones that you like? Because, like, maybe there's something that they've added. Let me just throw this in so we have it for the podcast of, like, a break, and Clementine can put it wherever she wants. Okay. And then we'll just finish out whatever we can find. Okay. It'll be a shorter episode. That's okay. Okay. Okay, before we go to the next question, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we are back. Sometimes I'm doing this, this like rolling my R's thing. Like it's kind of like an accent that sometimes I do. I was at uh, eating with a friend, two friends, and we were just going to all share food. And so we were like, okay, we're going to get some spaghetti. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. And I was like, ooh, and bread. And they were like, that's an interesting <laughs> choice. But like, I'll just do that. I'll talk to myself and I'll just like have this like very cinematic, um, like cartoonish voice. Either this morning or yesterday, you like hit your knee on something, which sounds like very much like you. Mm-hmm. And you, you like gasped in a different language. Like you said, like you, you were like, like, you're like, oh, and then you said another language. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> I, was like, I got a home. It means damn in Spanish. I say it all the time because I always said I, like when I, when I, hit my knee or if when something I, I go I I and now it's like like I always did that but now that I know that I got a whole is a saying that I'm like I got a whole like it's I, it helps me that I can say more I think maybe I'm so used to you hurting yourself it all blends in I don't hear it <laughs> I got a whole okay um wow let's there's so many questions you tell me one and I will, I will ask it but like which ones oh my gosh I mean what? Point it out so I can ask it. No, I'll ask it myself. Well, then not, there's absolutely no reason for me to be here. <laughs> there's so many questions. Read literally any question. And if I say, because I can't look at them and read them. Maybe don't be as picky. The ones you, you- Adulting tips that you swear. Okay, sorry, I'll start over. Adulting tips that you swear by. I'm 20 and I need some tips badly. <gasps> what were you like when you were 20? Let's start there. You don't think we have anything to tell them? Don't do anything I did. What did you do? I was in a bad relationship that was obviously not going to work. How was it obvious? Because it's 20. Age um, doesn't matter like that. If you've, it's really. I was not a good 20 year old. Well, then it was about you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do think like you don't know yourself fully until you're a little bit older. But I will say like some 20 year olds fall in love and are still together. 
I was I was not one of those. I was not one of them either. Were you a good 20 year old? Uh, yes, I've I've always been a good kid. Are you kidding I me? Thought you were, I meant like good as in like I'm really killing oh, 20. Oh, oh. I crushed 20. I think I was an oak. It depends on how you look at it. Because from one side of the coin, I was a great 20 year old because you were a brave 20 year old. I was brave and I was doing my own thing and uh -huh. I was successful enough to like not have to, you know, like ask for too much money or like get into something really crazy or I didn't get arrested or any of these things. But if you look at it from my dad's point of view, I was probably not a good 20 year old because I stopped I dropped out of college after I graduated after two years. So I only have an associates in that degree right now until I get certified. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is, is probably like, no, I'm not. Cause I'm not a nurse or a dentist. That's so funny. I, when you said uh, I, I was, uh, I wasn't arrested, maybe arrested would be good for you because you could like redesign jail cells. <laughs> like I feel like they've been the same way for a long time and you could That's add some so color. Fun. Why would they let that sir, happen? Sir, a sconce in this general area. <laughs> in this general area, a sconce would do well. <laughs> it would really make them sit there and think about what they've done. But like, like this is the psycho. <laughs> this is the psychology behind it. I mean, just make all the cells red. People will figure it out. Red is the most aggressive color. You cannot do four walls like that. <laughs> That'll I teach you to drink and drive. What did What did Martha Stewart do? That's a great question. She, she did like weaved baskets. That's what I always. <laughs> A little <laughs> like our jail cell is like rattan wrapped. <laughs> what is your go-to form of self-care? Ooh, you know what's interesting is I've been trying to figure out when my breaks really start because like me going to work right now is like half making videos, half doing specific things for the actual YouTube side of the business. And sometimes it's merchandise and designing that. But then my other like kind of quote unquote job right now is to get certified. I'm like taking classes and courses and, and doing project submissions. Like it's a whole thing. So it's like, that's kind of my job as well. And then on top of that, like work student job, I actual, I have actual design clients. So now I have to be in a working designer that way. So it's like, but I love that. So that's my play. And then also when I'm watching TV or watching other online courses or learning about design, it's still work, but it's like the play of it all. So like I, that to me, self-care is like getting inspired or learning something about design. Like, but that's also my work. So I don't honestly know, like, but you've always I should, been a I should stop. <laughs> Self-care would probably be like, do not read a design book. Do not watch a thing. Lay down, drink water, you know, like really just like get high, you know, just stop. <laughs> I agree with that. Sometimes when you're like on your 20th hour of the day, I'm like, maybe she should chill. But you really have curated the things you do for fun and the things you do, they're the same thing, which is awesome. Like that's what I'll, I'm sure a lot of people want to do. Yeah. Um, so I guess in your case, it's okay. It's but. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's okay. I should really veg out them. And my therapist was like, just try and do nothing. I want to see that. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I mean, escape rooms could be my self care. You know, I, I like doing, I'm also sanguine. That's doing this. We, we thrive in excess in like action. Oh, okay, time. I just want to say, I want to say, um, the other day you did literally spent like 12 to like 14 hours on a remodel. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's how long you spent? And then you were like, 
per, I'm done. per day, probably. I'm done. I'm going to go take a class. And I'm like, then you're not yeah. done. Yeah, you <laughs> did you're, say that. you're not done. Yeah, it's weird. I just, I'm obsessed with it. But the thing is, I was writing about this earlier on Substack and um, on my Corner Project publication that I was writing that like the last time I felt like this, like that I was in the, the inner workings of a new like craft and trade um, was when I discovered dancing. It was the same, the same thing. Cause I would like watch my friends' videos now, like Kyle Hanagami and Keone in Madrid and Ellen Kim, like people that I am close with and work with or used to when I was in the dance world is like, I was watching their videos, learning in my mom's apartment's bathroom, turning around my laptop, pressing the, the space bar like consecutively because it didn't have a slow motion function yet, learning the moves, practicing them, recording myself in the garage and then putting it next to each other in an editing program so I could give myself notes. That's that, how I learned how to dance. That's amazing. And that is the most Megan Batune way to do something. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And that's the last time that I felt like this of like, oh, I just want to be fully immersed into this thing. I'm obsessed with it. That's, that's the same thing that's happening now. I think that was my favorite response you've had. Cool. Um, do you want to move on to the next one? Yes. Uh, best and worst parts about filming at your show. <gasps> the show. The, the show. Oh, my God. I mean, I, the best part is the experience. I completely changed as a person and, like, really getting so close with Joe. I mean, like, the three of us were close. We had to be. But, like, me and Joe, like, we initially, when we were going up for the show, I talked about this on the last episode, is, like, we were against each other, right? They were only going to pick one of us. But we worked so well together and they were like, what, how are you guys different? And the more that we learned who we were, we know. couldn't be more different. I did and not that's know what's that. so fun. Yeah. We were competition. I knew that there were other uh, hosts that they were like, yeah, I remember you had to go to like a, um, like a chemistry test, chemistry test, but I didn't know that you guys were like on the same going for the same role. That is crazy. I love Joe as well. She's great. Yeah, me too. So that, that was the best, the worst. I mean, I guess I would want to be there longer, you know, like each place I would like to just ex like really see it because it's almost like when I used to travel for dance, they would fly you in, put you up in a hotel. And then the next day you would teach a workshop or, or whatever you were doing, perform. And then leave. So like, I've kind of been to Belgium. I've kind of been to this place, you know, but yeah. not really. Like I went and I taught a class and I had fish and chips in the green room and then I left. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it's cool. And I wonder how much, like, even if you had more time in each space, when you were making that show, it was like mm -hmm. super COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, totally. So you couldn't go that many places. That's interesting. Yeah. You went to so many cool places. So many. But I remember yeah. you came home once and you were like, yeah, I've taken, I've been to this many places. Like I asked you about like how many travel days you had and you were like, I've had like 19 I've had, Yeah, like 20 travel days in like 45 days. And then I was just like, what? Yeah. Because I knew it was a lot, but I was just like, oh. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good one. Um, have you ever been a cynic? How'd you overcome it? Sorry. Have you ever been a cynic? How would you overcome it? I think this is a question for you. I have not. <laughs> Go on to the next one. I don't think I'm a cynic. I'll believe anything if I want to. <laughs> you can answer this question specifically or in a broad way, but how do you, how do you find a therapist? 
I mean, I literally went to like therapist.com <laughs> or something or like therapists around me. But the thing is, I've been to a few. I went to four. One of them, my first freaking therapist that I ever went to. First of all, I wanted to go to therapy because of the people that I knew that went to therapy. And I was like, oh, these are all really cool people. And I like them and they're funny. And that's fun. Like, that's nice. And maybe there's something that they are getting because they all go to it and they like it and they always talk about it. So must be cool. So I went and the first therapist that I went to actually was on one of my favorite comedian shows as like an on-camera therapist. And I was like, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Um, but I also had another therapist that like, didn't, I did not like her very well. I mean, much she, she was very nice, obviously, but the, we didn't get it. We just didn't get along. We weren't, we weren't the right match. She was like a little too quiet for me. She didn't ask me, it was never really a conversation. It was like a ask a question, then I answer, ask a question, then I answer. And I, that's not what I like. Cause I like it being very conversational. I thought I wanted a therapist that would just like diagnose me and be like, it's because of this and this and this, and you need to change this and that'll happen. My therapist is not like that. It's like, she, it's, it's basically I'm discovering things and she's like, um, the shepherd getting me to where I need to be. That's cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is really great. The the one that I had before her though, she was a little like out, out of, out. She was out there. Like she like had wands and would like use those to like sound like, I don't know, like Pavlovian effect or something. Yeah. I think when the wands come out, it's probably when I <laughs> I don't know. It was when I, when I, when I leave. I don't know. It, I don't. It felt like she was maybe a kids therapist that was doing like kid tactics on me. Since you went in with the idea of like you didn't go, I need this. You were like, I want it. I want to explore this. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment? Do you have a moment? This is more of my question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, is there a moment when you go, Oh, I do need this. This is good. This is this is something I need. I mean, the the first day I walked in. Yeah, wow. because, well, I wanted to, but it was also like, this was, I think, right after that guy had broken up with me. Because then I was like, oh, I've already wanted to go to therapy because of you, but now I have to go because of you. That's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. That's very funny. <laughs> he inspired me and put me in there. Yeah, he almost put me in therapy as well. Stop. <laughs> um, he... I hope he's doing well, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I was, it was great. I mean, every, every, every therapist I learned a ton from, but I, the one that I'm with now, I freaking love her. Like we are, we talk like friends. It's really cool because I, I went in and it was like, I didn't realize how, how many relationships of mine have left like a mark of betrayal. And that was never a word that I would have ever used until kind of talking it out and then being like, are these feel these does like the feeling of betrayal resonate? It's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Last cue. Whatever you find. I'm not going to put pressure. No. I let it turn off. Oh, okay. You know, there was a funny moment then where I thought I was going to have to expand on the question and then you like went into podcast mode and just like like, smoothly like went away from it. I was like, oh, I forgot she's a podcast. <laughs> well, there was one I kind of linked before. Somebody asked, is the rest room, is the rec room podcast coming back? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think you know what I was going to say. That's amazing. Gosh, there was one that I kind of liked before. Can you remember it and just put it in your own um, words? It was basically like somebody got out of a relationship mm-hmm. and um, it was... A, uh, we broke up because of long distance, but we still love each other. Should we keep talking? Yeah. Why not? That's a good... Okay. Would, would you... Wait, so they, they broke I, up because of long distance? Yes. Why can't you f- move together, like, wh- or move closer whenever you can? You know, I, do, I guess I don't know the I context. That's how I expected you to answer. I think I would be different. Your your way's probably more healthy. Okay, but my I have to like rip that bandaid off, or I'm never gonna. But how long do we? We don't know enough details about this. Like, how how far are you away? How long has it been? When will you be together? If you can be, like, is it? Did you guys just go to college? You know, four years. What is it? Mm-hmm. What do you think like the most, um, the most amount of time you can be away from somebody is before things start to go sour? I think you need like, you need a chunk of time, at least me, I need a chunk of time where you're not a part of my routine Mm -hmm. or like I'm never going to, not never, but like it's going to take me a long time to recover. If- To bounce back, whatever the bounce back is, you know? If you have like, you're saying if you have an integrated life and you stop being together, then it's going to take you a long time to bounce back to have your own individualism. Yeah, I can't like have a conversation about like the Dodgers the day after a breakup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With, with her or with no, anyone? With just somebody that I'm, I've ended any kind of relationship with. Oh, yeah. Like, I need a I need a Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm. Okay. But depending on, so they broke up because of long distance. Yeah, yes, yes. Should they continue talking? That's the question. I guess after a little bit, after you have enough time to, yes, however you want to say, like, recovered or bounced back. However you feel like you have gained yourself back, um, then talk to whoever you want to. Yes, of course. But if it's going to hurt you, protect that energy until you can afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always thought you were good about, um, even like young, young, I remembered you were good about wanting to be like friends with people that weren't in your life. Young tunes? Yeah, young tunes like would say stuff like that. And I always, I, I have the memory of being like, young tunes is tripping. Wait, um, that I want to continue being friends with people that I'm not in relationships with? Yes, yes. Like I think that before breakups you would mention, but like, I hope we're still friends after this. And I was like, that always is stuck in my head as like, I hope we're not friends. Like, I hope we don't see each other. I hope you are not a part of my equation. Like, I don't, I don't think young tunes was wise. I think that was scarcity mindset because I remember making an art project inspired by post secret. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I think I remember that. Oh my God. Yes, you probably did. You were the only person in my life that would remember this because anyone else, I don't talk to them. Anybody else that would have seen that project. I is not in my life. You were the only person that knows. So it was like a little Altoids can and I painted it blue and yellow. And when you opened it, it had like crinkled paper painted um, on one side, on the left-hand side, and then like um, clay heart, a clay broken heart in half painted yellow hung by strings to the top. So when you opened it, it had like movement. And on the left-hand side, it said, um, I keep my exes close because I fear being alone. Wow. <laughs> that was my high school art project. You was deep. Also, Young Tunes sounds like it could have been your rap name. Totally. <laughs> no, um, 
That's and it was. Deep, that's deep for like a high school kid. I was definitely super yeah. shallow and still am. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like in, so inspired by Dashboard Confessional and Post Secret. Don't so. even bring up Dashboard. Don't even bring them up. We will chant it right now. Chant. We will chant. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to chant the streets singing Vindicated. That kind of sounds like what I want to do for my wedding day. <laughs> oh my gosh. The reason I'm so excited is that happened at a bar I was at recently and it was. That's so cool. When you told me that, I was like, I wish I could teleport. It was a moment. And because I felt like that was a, a part of time that like was just me and my friends. Yes. And to know that these strangers like well, had that like passionate it response. It was also in Spider-Man and that gives it an HGTV mass appeal. There's been 45 Spider-Man since then. I don't remember That's that. the last Spider-Man I saw. <laughs> no shots. No shots, Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield. I guess they're all good, but I loved Tobey Maguire. He's the one for me. I think he just, he turned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's so funny. I think uh, he really uh, turned some people away with like emo Spider-Man in the, in the, in the third one. Mm. That like 30 minutes did not do good things for Tobey Maguire. Oh, well. All right. That was every question unless you have an encore question, but we can definitely wrap up there because I... Oh, no, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that was questions with Megan. <laughs> That's so funny. What if I did that? Like, what if that was my thing on YouTube? Like I could have done anything on YouTube. I could have gone that route. Megan? Like I could have had like an ask Ashley, you know, if you're old. And you you're know. gonna change your name. Oh, <laughs> that's um, funny. <laughs> but yeah, I could have done anything on YouTube. And you went with uh, shark cookies. <laughs> shark? Your first thing you did was- It was um, salmon. Thank you very much. Okay, I thought it was salmon. I thought it was salmon, but then you said it was shark for Shark Week. It was Shark Week themed. it was salmon for Shark Week? (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Were you okay? It's, I mean, what did you want me to cook, shark? I didn't (laughs) think you cooked shark. I thought you cooked fish. I did. I thought you, no, that's not true. I thought you you made fish-shaped cookies. Ew. They're still cookies. The (laughs) shape of the cookie doesn't, it's just mean. It's mean to seafood everywhere. (sighs) But yeah, shark week to here we are. Okay. What a fun little walk (laughs) down memory lane. I apologize. Thank you so much, Tony, for uh, officiating officiating these questions. Sure. (laughs) My name is Megan Batoon, and we will see you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.